Hang on. Hang on. Halt. Welcome to This Might Be A Podcast, the song-by-song podcast about the greatest band of all time. They might be giants. I'm your host, Greg Simpson, and I have kind of a first-timer here, first weekly regular episode, awesome Patreon person. It's Becky Ganey to talk about the very, very deep cut, Happy, Written by Pharrell Williams. I'm just going to make that joke over and over. Not written by Pharrell Williams. Uh, extremely deep cut. Happy. Um, we'll talk about how deep it is. Uh, it's not from an album. So here we go. <laughs> I was jogging my road when my car pulled I'm so used to saying this song from this album and then play the clip, but it's not from an album. So, hey, Becca, how's it going? Hey, Greg, thank you so much for having me on. Uh, yes, I'm going to be doing Happy from TMBG Unlimited. Uh, so it's just like a dial a song, uh, super deep cut. Um, I imagine very few people who listen to the podcast <laughs> have any idea what this song is. They're more likely familiar with Happy Doesn't Have to Have an Ending or the Pharrell Williams song. Uh, that's his last name, right? <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. All right. So, um, uh, so yeah, my name is Becca Ganey. I have been on the Patreon Peeps number three episode. Uh, you may... Okay, number three. I, was, yeah. Yeah, I forgot to look. You may recognize me, but you probably don't recognize my voice because I've done a lot of voice training. Uh, if you want advice, I can't give it. I'm sorry. <laughs> this shit's magic. <laughs> oh, wow. I, nice. I, yeah, um... Yeah, I don't know. Is the voice training from a fellow trans woman? Yes. Uh, there's a YouTube channel called Trans Voice Lessons, and I've heard oh. other people have a lot of success with her techniques, and I just drilled them hardcore for like several months and then kept up my practice, and here I am. I mean, but also all of you music heads will know that my voice was not very uh, low to begin with. I was always a tenor one in the choirs and was an alto <laughs> for an extra year in choir because I begged and begged and begged my choral director to let me be an alto because I did not want to sit with the boys. And I resented being called the boys every time I was in the baritone sure. section. And then later, uh, the yeah. and then I found out I was trans. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Let's hear, uh, let's hear the boys sing their parts. Yeah. 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 <laughs> There's been some very magical, wonderful moments at school at the end of the year there i mean it was a weird school year for all you know reasons that uh, anyone could guess but there were well so we just recorded the um yeah last week the i don't know having a baby really just the time i'm like i don't know what day it is i'm like i think we have a recording tomorrow becca are we still gonna do this i don't know when can we do this and then now we're doing it i mean i thought we were doing it last month <laughs> Right. Yeah, yeah. You're like you hit me up. I'm like, ah, wait, what? <laughs> yeah, you you forgot how to number the months. It's fine. You know, we figured it out. We're doing it. We're doing it. And that's why I didn't want to push you back again. So it's it's worked out. You know, Kara and the baby are hopefully sleeping right now. I haven't gotten any texts. Oh yes, and for the sake of the podcast, congratulations, everyone. Say congratulations to Greg for uh, his latest <laughs> addition to the family. 
Uh, to the band. Uh, what was her name? It was Ramona. Ramona, yes. Uh, Car- Ramona Lillian, and Lillian was my grandma on my mom's side. Zinnia has Zinnia Jean. Jean is Cara's grandmother on her dad's side. Nice. Yeah. Kennelly Simpson. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Greg literally just had this small child and was rushing to record the podcast. <laughs> Less than 48 hours ago. Yeah, she was born 7-17 on June 24th. Yep. Yep. Congratulations uh-huh. again. So let's get to uh, you. By the time this comes out, the baby will be old news. Uh, so, Becca, tell us about your first experiences hearing They Might Be Giants, seeing They Might Be Giants, anything relevant to They Might Be Giants and your life. My first exposure to They Might Be Giants was through this little uh, pay-what-you-want music bundle called the Humble Music Bundle. It was the 14th uh, bundle of such, but the first, and I think the only one that involved music. They, even to this day and from the start, were bundling together uh, software-like games. And uh, oh. so this one was- I've never heard of this. It, it's very rare for someone to come on and, well, for one, not say Tiny Tunes yeah. if they're around my Sorry, age. I'm 26. But I have never- <laughs> Heard, yeah, but I've, well, then it's usually like Malcolm in the Middle or I grew up on No or yeah. something like that. Um, but I've never heard anyone even mention big, I, I just, I just Googled a humble music bundle because yeah. I have no idea what you're talking about. So it's, it's not, so it's a humble bundle. Yeah, humble and just happened to be music. Still okay. does video game bundles and productivity software bundles or like book bundles. But this is their first venture outside of games, and I was really intrigued, and it's got all this geeky music on it. And I'll I'll tell you who's on it. We've got OK Go, which is related to They Might Be Giants, for sure, I'm sure. So what year year was this? 2012. It was released between at the end of July and beginning of August 2012. So it's got uh, OK Go. It's got a compilation from the rapper MC Frontalot, which I'm sure some people Uh are familiar with. He's a nerdcore rapper. And then we've got Album Raises New and Troubling Questions by the greatest band of all time. Then there is <laughs> composer for video games like Civ- Civilization Five. His album is Calling All Dawns. It's Christopher Tin. Love him. Have all of his albums now. I discovered all of these bands, really, and actually ended up loving them all. And we've got Jonathan Colton. We've got a compilation from him. Fell in love with him. And then there's some music from the Valkyrie Chronicles. Never got into that, but... I got into absolutely everyone else like fanatically and I listened to album raises new and troubling questions over and over again. And it's such a wild and weird album compared to their oh, other yeah. stuff. It's so many B sides. How much did, how much did it cost you to get all of that? I pirated it. <laughs> so you didn't, didn't go to humblebundle.com and I pay was for like it. 16, didn't have a debit card, I promise. And I torrented it and I felt really guilty about it because like, the whole mission of the humble bundle is to like donate money and stuff. So uh-huh. I felt a little like a jerk. Um, but now I've, you know, paid money to, they might be giants in spades. Yeah. I've bought like all their vinyl and stuff, but yeah. So I listened to sure. that over and over again. And I think what really sold me on, they might be giants. Uh, anyone very familiar or looking at the track list knows that the last four songs is the, uh, other thing, brass band, uh, versions of a lot of their classic like first album songs and love it i just got that seven inch oh absolutely i've got that it's amazing and it's also got tub thumping and it's got uh you probably get this a lot the elegant two remix which is a banger uh it starts with oe which is interesting so i didn't start it on shuffle so literally (laughs) the first they might be giant song i ever heard was oe which is not sung by they might be giants sound it's made with like children's instruments it is very different from even the wildly vast array of they might be giant songs and i already did that episode because gur samuel is just loves being the contrarian and picking the weirdest stuff and that's why i love talking to Gurr, and uh, he did a very good job on Team BG Jeopardy by, again, just making bold choices, going like all in on a daily double and blowing it, <laughs> but then digging digging himself out of a hole. But we did the OE episode, including an on-air cover uh, with him, me singing and playing guitar and him doing 
singing the like little keyboard counter melody and it went amazingly weirdly just as the song requires so um and who knows maybe we'll find some cover like that as we get later in the episode maybe so yeah yeah, after (laughs) listening to all of these albums on repeat i definitely like torrented the discographies of many of these people you know like a terrible person i have since paid money i think to like all of them because i like all of them uh and uh you know listen to all of artists them of this stature you know getting money at some point is good but even at people of they might be giant stature like if they were at electra era electra would have cared but yeah. like they're so diy at this point honestly maybe their management would say differently but i think the johns themselves they encourage people to record their shows yeah. distribute shows of every era as bootlegs like they they just want people to hear them and have fun and enjoy their music. And if you end up buying T-shirts and like a lot of people, like I bet there's a lot of people out there who have never paid one red cent for a They Might Be Giants album to this day, but own like 10 T-shirts or whatever oh, yeah. and go to shows every tour, you know, so. That definitely pays yeah. for it. Um, so, yeah, listen to like all of their songs on like shuffle practically. Wasn't going through like albums and that was okay. wild because it was like 700 songs or something was in this discography I had torrented. Uh, it even had a bunch of live shows and <laughs> stuff, which is great. Love the live stuff oh, too. Wow. Uh, and some rarities. So there's some songs I have hardly listened to since I had that enormous batch. Um, then Nanobots came out. I believe Nanobots was 2013 or whatever. Came out after Album Raises New and Troubling Questions. And that was the first Two, Yeah, 2013 is correct. I ever spent to They Might Be Giants and the first album I ever bought with my own money so i'm proud of that um, good choice i own it on one. both cd and vinyl it is yeah. one of my favorite of the past decade yeah i just double checked it's uh, number two in the albums on spotify you, you, everyone knows what the number oh. one album is but nanobots currently is listed as number two in popular albums on spotify for they might be giants and i think it's because of stuff is way honestly you heard how that blew up on tiktok right I didn't. I like your heads on fire. That's, I think, on one of the well, missed yeah. trans episodes, someone was t- saying how that's such like a trans allegory. I love that. <laughs> love that interpretation. Yeah. <clears throat> well, Averin, the first time I talked to Averin, and we are, we are very close at this point and collaborate musically, and they host all of the, the miscellaneous trans episodes. Um, the first episode Averin was on was Sleep from Nanobots. A 90-second song. Yeah. And this was very early on in the show. I think it was episode 20-something. Uh, very early on in the show where the episodes were more like 45 minutes to, like, the longest one was like an hour and a half. Now I've... I, I got two and a half hours. Thunderbird. Thunderbird and Nina was 2.45. Yeah. That was a good one, though. Uh, uh, yeah, but we talked for 90 minutes about a 45-second song, and that was, like, Averin's take on that for, as, as like, yeah, a trans allegory was was fascinating, and I loved that song from the get-go, from yeah. the production and the, the melody and all this and the lyrics being kind of hilarious. Nanobots, good first album to buy, definitely. <laughs> so good. And it's also in that same vein of, like, wacky songs because it's got the fingertips-esque stuff going on in there tech nano songs uh, and insect hospital that sort of junk um wild um then in 2015 i went to my first they might be giants concert here in boston because i went to boston university so i went to the house of blues show in 2015 i run into plenty of people in boston who have been to that show so that's really fun um then I went to their free Newburyport show in like 2017 or something. They did an outdoor kids friendly um, live performance where I sat like behind the bathrooms or the the trees or something. <laughs> like I saw none of it. They gave away a guitar uh, experience. None of oh, that except wow. for the music. And the music was great. It was just drove up. It was a free concert laid out on the. So it was on the Y tour. That, I assume. Uh, maybe. That Why? Well, that was 2015. Yeah. Maybe, yeah. Um, looking forward to going to see them in person again, but no plans. So no, no, you don't have any tickets for the flood that keeps getting bumped? No, I I was very tempted at the beginning. I'm glad I didn't buy those tickets because um, they are coming to Boston for sure. 
And I was like, well, it sounds like a great time. It's an excellent album and play all the stuff. But yeah, getting bumped around. Yeah. So you are still in Boston. I am. Right? In Boston proper or one of the... Because uh, my my sister lives in... Uh, Arlington, right? Water... water oh. No, Watertown. Waterton. Gotcha. Watertown? Watertown. Lived, lived in Cambridge. Or wait, is she in Cambridge now? She just moved again. I don't know. She makes a lot more money than me, obviously. Um, <laughs> and you are... So you're in Boston proper or where are you? I'm a little bit south of Boston. I'm in the lovely yeah. Roslindale neighborhood. Okay. Okay. Lots of rainbow flags, uh, all that stuff. <laughs> yay! Awesome. I uh, just clicked over to your Twitter profile, and I like. Oh my! The... Yeah, beware my Twitter. There's some unfiltered brain drippings in there. It's like <laughs> oh, I'm having a Twitter's feeling. For. Let's put it there. But <laughs> I was looking at the Enterprise, you know, shooting or being propelled by the trans flag i don't know what would you call that the the tail starship enterprise with a, a trans flag tail on it yeah yeah <laughs> yeah and he, so yeah like you you mentioned you've had uh, a lot of life changes going even since the patreon episode and i believe the so when i sent you your patreon tmbp t-shirt oh yeah i had like been freshly out of the closet like two months uh, was it your first ladies cut t-shirt oh, yeah, that you def- had bought definitely oh yeah that was great it's a little tight now but i mean it still looks good <laughs> <laughs> i've got the curves to rock it and you've had some some relationship things happen i don't know how much you want to talk oh, about yeah. um i got engaged to my fiance in december and i'm yeah uh, related and might be a surprise to other people uh i i am polyamorous so i also like date other people so like my uh twitter will be full of like oh i just had a wonderful date so good yeah. and so if you want like didn't she just say she's engaged what's going on these say, dates with these all so- the sapphic <laughs> feels all my all my lesbian friends all my trans gay friends definitely follow for all the sapphic feels <laughs> so at this point, e- even though you came to They Might Be Giants in, you said 2012, right? Yes. was when you really got into them through this uh, stolen, humble, this not so Goodness, humble bundle. Call me out there. Good Lord. <laughs> Humbly stolen <laughs> by Becca. Uh, uh, hearing Oh We as your first song is just wild. Um, and it didn't and just away. that album, that compilation in general, which, I mean, my thoughts on that is that modern they might be giants would call that an album yeah it's as much an album like his phone power my murdered remains is as far as i'm concerned um yeah and uh but yeah a wild album to hear first and oh side note mark pender who was in the other thing brass band is going to be on an episode uh in the coming months good you better play all of those songs i want to hear every single other thing (laughs) brass band song in that episode or i'm coming for you i'm yeah, or we riot. I'm gonna make sure that I, Mark will talk all about that other thing, brass band stuff, and and how the fuck you hit that high note in Doctor. Yeah. Lane. Anyway, uh, so why on earth did you pick Happy? Excellent why don't you tell question. people about this song? Because you already said it's on Unlimited. Tell people what the deal is with this. Because I already told them it's not on an album. Uh, tell them about it. All right. So I'm not sure where the recording of Happy is going to lay in the episode relative to this description, but. It's a wild song. It's got a lot of disjointed, loud, uh, random sounding noises uh, and a sort of lazy talk song lyrics. It's definitely very different from their typical stuff. It's a a little punkish and it's very The Residence-ish. So that was part of the reason why I picked it because at the time I was on a pretty major residence kick. Uh, introduced to them by you, Greg, because you mentioned them on the podcast. I was like, oh, I would love to hear about influencer, the people who influence, they might be giants. And a lot of that was Abby, Abby Bash props for for that. She's a lot more into residents than I am, yeah. Yeah, so uh, the the residence is wild, just like this song. Um, So I just feel like the, the wacky noises are just so quintessentially they might be giants like there's so many songs with a random 
keyboard smash or digital noise. Like I think it was on your podcast, you mentioned that they got props from like the record companies early on for having such unique sounds, uh, which you love to hear from, you know, uh, the people paying you. Wow. That's so unique. Um, but (laughs) I worked for them and, uh, this, like, it feels like so, raw and like pre everything else but they were still making this wacky crazy stuff all throughout and even to this day i remember on the house of mayors episode there's definitely one song that was wild and crazy too and i remember you had mentioned that the songs uh even though or the sounds in that song were just so wild and random sounding there they're planned and there's a reason to them and that's obviously going to be the thing in most music um not necessarily a thing in the residence sometimes they were just doing stuff into the microphone um so <laughs> doing stuff. I, I like that how it can like either sound random or actually be random and there's a pattern that emerges from it um there's a a piece amongst the chaos that you can find if you're crazy enough or listen hard enough <laughs> So, <laughs> yeah, I, I think yeah. what really got me on this kick of wild and, and insane, noisy kind of music, this was before I had transitioned by like about a year. And I was feeling so like dissociating and miserable. And my brain was so jumbled trying to make sense of just how freaking miserable I was. Um, mm. And I would I would dissociate and for whatever reason I would like crave this sort of music. It kind of just like went along with that vibe. Um mm-hmm. which may not be a great vibe for other people, but at the time it was it was okay because I definitely didn't want to like be present in my own brain. So I just pump this wild junk in my brain and I'm experiencing yeah, I, it. I feel that too. Some of these songs you just you can't listen to if you're not in the mood. It sounds sounds terrible. So this is Happy is very much a mood song. So Happy is a song that uh, I was not familiar with until uh, I did not get Team BG Unlimited when it was coming out. I just think my internet wasn't good enough for I was just like, I wasn't as extremely online as people say as well. Uh, back in the early aughts, I mean, I had internet access. I was in college, so it was the fastest internet I'd had to that point. But, like, still you'd go to download a song on, like, T1 Ethernet or whatever, and still it would take a couple minutes. Um, So, like, I didn't get Long Tall Weekend right away. Um, Like, I didn't get it for years because I was like, ah, it's not a real album. And I still kind of debate that with people. Anyway, you know. I still don't have it. uh, Again, again. Album raises new and troubling questions. It's as much a real album as Long Tall Weekend is. Absolutely. Like, they set the they set the precedent with Long Tall Weekend that like a compilation type, and I'm using quotes, like it wasn't really meant as a compilation, it was meant as a new album, yeah. but had old songs that had finally been recorded, stuff that would be re-recorded later from Inkar. Again, right? And then and then they kind of jump and kind of ignore Elm raises new and troubling questions, and cast your pod to the wind. I think should be its own album. It should be great um, songs. Or, 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 yeah, or the else should have been a two disc album. That would have been God, cool for them the to finally do their oh. do their white album. You know, yeah. for them to have songs as weird as you know, and have like covers of Havelina and songs as weird as. Well, I don't find uh, you know the haunted eye weird. I love that That's fucking a good song. song, but to have stuff like that, That's yeah, to have us, like right? a song like that. Um, no, that was on Cast Your oh, Pod. So, like, to yes. have that, like, to put that in front of the Mesopotamians or something, hmm. rather than having it relegated to this disc, it's just like, oh, that's a bonus disc. So, like, Cast Your Pod got neglected. Elmer's New and Troubling Questions got neglected. Uh, and then all of a sudden, they're like, well, phone power, you know, it's the leftovers. We're going to call it phone power, like, it's Dial a Song songs. Yeah, but they it's so good. It's such great songs on phone power. It is. But if Phone Power's an album, they're like, okay, the best ones are on Glean, the kids' songs are on Y, and here's the rest. Like, it's not how is that not a compilation? Shapeshifter is like one of my favorite. They might be giant oh songs. Oh my God. Well, it's my partner's uh, favorite. It's, they might know, be giant song. It's a, yeah, I mean, it's a trans anthem, or it's an, it's an anthem about a, the narrator who is someone who is confused by. Yeah. People shape shifting, yeah, right? There's a lot of ways I to take it. I love that song, right? I love that song, and it was it was talked about briefly. It I was. I love that episode. One. 
I don't know if it was someone's particular like chosen song or if it just came up in passing, but I think it's worth more discussion. Um, and we've also talked about Avrin and Mari and I talked about discussing that Dr. Worm video that someone, yes! not the Dr. Worm oh video, but that video that someone put up saying that it was, that was the funniest thing, seeing people who aren't trans be like, oh yeah, that totally makes sense. And then Mari gets on there and is like, that doesn't make sense for me. That's, that's <laughs> the trans experience. We're all different. Yeah. Right. Right. Exactly. Yeah. And, you know, even in the trans community and, and Avrin, I think also was like, I, I don't know. I guess some of it makes sense. So like, you know, a trans person making the video, a couple trans people disagreeing with it. Again, you're allowed to do that. You're all different yeah. people, you know? So, yeah. Um, anyway, um, so Happy is one of those songs where, like, so TMG Unlimited, obviously you don't consider that an album, but it's the only thing we can attribute it to because it was only played live, <laughs> you know? I mean, if you look at the... And, and so I didn't hear it, I guess what I was getting to, which I kind of went on tangent after tangent, was that I didn't hear Happy, I didn't know this song existed until three years ago, I don't know, I guess when I started the podcast, and someone's like, you have TMBG Unlimited, right? And I'm like, I have some of it, and they're like, here's the rest, <laughs> just like a zip file of everything, I'm like, okay, sweet, I'm like, what the hell is this song, Happy? I'm like, first of all, as a title for a song, it's not very memorable, one no. word titles, especially if it's just a song, it's a, it's a word like happy. It's like, what is this? Um, Impossible to find a the cover trivia, for. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you go to the wiki page, teambw.net slash wiki slash happy. Oh. Artists, they might be giants. Releases, TMG Unlimited July. And then the dialasong.com, it was in there when that was playing between 2000 and 2006. Yeah. Um, year 2001 was when it was released, even though it was only played what? live one time. Wow, I missed that. December, December 28th, oh, 1985. 1985. Oh, so this is very, this... like, early proto They Might Be Giants. I thought this had come out later. Wait. Hold on a second. Is the wiki confused by the search term happy? Uh, it says one known performance, but then you click on the one known performance. It's not showing. Setlist shirts. It show. It says shows at which Happy was performed, and it shows twelve results. That's weird. Okay, so it says so, December twenty eighth. So let's find December twenty eighth performance. Uh, nothing is showing up in oh twenty eighth. The Pyramid Club, yeah, yeah. New York, New York, nineteen eighty five. Uh huh. Pyramid and Club. I'm not seeing a setlist. So yeah, yeah, you got to click is. on the date if you click happy, on yeah. So it says happy uh, parens cards. So I'm not sure what cards mm. means. I bet that so this was obviously the duo era. The pink elm hadn't even come out yet. God, can you imagine seeing the Johns during this era? Uh, there's this big there big hordum so puppet. Weird. I want to see the big big hordum puppet version. <laughs> oh, but this is fan recaps and comments. It says the set list included on this page is not necessarily from this show. Oh. John Flansburg has stated that it is from a 1985 show at the Pyramid Club, oh, but no more details are currently known. So I guess if they only played the Pyramid Club once in 1985, or I guess during December 85, they're kind of assuming that this is the set list. And the reason it has all the parentheses stuff is it be, is because. It's from Flans's notes. Oh, so yes, that's a good point. He's notating stuff that like they must have used some sort of prop cards because there's oh, no yeah. guitar on this song, from what I can tell. I bet yeah. Flans had a visual thing he was doing, so wild. he had a thing that said cards. He maybe was doing the Bob Dylan thing and had the lyrics on cards <laughs> and it's would not just a long like song. shuffle that's them. Very reasonable. Yeah, a minute and 27 seconds would just throw the cards out of the way as he would sing them. And Linnell's playing all the weird beep boop bop boop beeps. Um, but I love all these. Yeah, l l let's just, you want to read through this set list? I would love read, to. read through the songs because it's short. And then also read the, the parentheses stuff because I think people, you know, they may click over. But if someone's listening in the car, they may not be looking at the wiki. So read it to them. All right, this is called Set List Plan B with Flans Notes, uh, Spacesuit, Perens, Jazz. Which, what I mean, an opener. Yeah, it sounds good. <laughs> I Wouldn't Be Mad. It's a parens tape slash rock. So I'm not familiar with that song. We've got Weep Day. It's another song. It's unreleased yeah. with one known performance, Lovely. this one. There's Weep Day parens <laughs> Island. I'm not sure what Island would mean, but uh, fits the vibe for Weep Day. 
Yeah, uh, kind of calypso Yes, the Big Big Whoredom, which I used to work right near the Big Big Whoredom, Mount Vernon Street in uh, Beacon Hill, Massachusetts. <laughs> used to work at the little Starbucks <laughs> that's still closed. Thank you, Starbucks. I loved managing that store until you took it away from me. Duh. <laughs> Hell Hotel, White Funk. <laughs> we love Hell Hotel. <laughs> Letterbox. Yeah, another song jig. that, yeah, for people... People that aren't as big a nerds listening to that. Uh, this song has actually been claimed by uh, fellow trans gal uh, Elizabeth Sandifer, who co-wrote the Flood 33 and a Third, is going to be on oh. the Hell Hotel episode. So that is only from the demo cassette. Didn't make yeah. it onto the pink album. I love the demo yes. cassette. There's plenty of fantastic songs on that one. We've got Letterbox, which ended up on uh, Flood, right? Letterbox is Apollo 18, so oh. spacesuit. So oh, these yeah. songs sat around for seven years yeah. before they made it on an album. Okay. Letterbox jig. We got Sally Boy Candy Bar, which <laughs> definitely should have been on an album. That song slaps, as the children say. <laughs> Sally Boy Candy Bar Rock, which makes a lot of sense. It's a rock song. Uh, Cabbage Town, which is a great one. Accord Sad. I, I guess he's just describing the mood. I mean, that's Cabbage Town for you. Got Happy Cards. in the minor key. Yeah. Yep. Happy cards. Youth culture <laughs> killed my dog about Flans' poor deceased dog. Uh, smiles, which is says dance scream. Can't believe I missed out on that. I I, I love a dance scream. And <laughs> Cowtown, goodbye song. Oh, and Encore, Alienations yeah, for the Rich. Hey, hey, hey. What a set list. Yeah, that sounds like oh a good show. God. I mean, it's got all them deep cuts. Wow. Can you imagine seeing, I mean, for one, I, I have had a couple guests on who saw the MIP Giants live before Flood, but that's just wild to me because, you know, I was nine when Flood came out and I did not get into them for another three years when Apollo 18 was the newest thing uh, between Apollo and John Henry. Everyone knows that already. But uh, the seeing them like before Birdhouse existed is like... To me, it's like thinking about the world before rock and roll existed. I mean, it's crazy. Even pre Don't Let's Start, they didn't play Don't Let's Start must not have been written yet. Yeah. Uh, right? Because Yeah. And like to them, I'm sure it was just another song like Don't Let's Start and Birdhouse. But to us, it's like that's that's the dividing line between before Birdhouse and after Birdhouse, which is fair. And as a guy who's been. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, yeah. It's <laughs> instead of like B.C., uh, you know, we get we got B.B. before Birdhouse Baby. and then A.B. after Birdhouse. That's <laughs> to me, the, the one thing I think I made a joke similar to that a few episode recordings ago. Uh, that was before Marty and after Marty, because that's the big division oh, yeah. line for me now. Cause he's been in the band for so long, almost half of their tenure at this point, almost yeah. like in a few more years. Um, yeah, I guess like three, yeah, three more years. I think we'll split. Yeah. Pre Marty and post Marty is equal amounts of time. Insane. But yeah, seeing them like and knowing also that Spacesuit and Letterbox existed before Don't Let Start or Birdhouse and then those sat for so long. Spacesuit kind of makes sense as an instrumental. They're like, ah, I don't know if we want to put it on him. Sticking it after fingertips. Good idea. But Letterbox, that is a great song. How did that not make it onto the pink gum? Absolutely. Bonkers. Um, yeah. So happy as a song. What, I, so, I mean, you're the one that picked the song. Yeah. You said you have to be in the right mood for it. Yeah. If you are in the right mood for it, what do you like about it? Um, That it's, it's wild and jumbled and, like, almost aggressive in that way. Like, it makes no apologies for how unlikable it could be. Like, they're just... <laughs> they're doing their own thing without any concern for, like what other people think of their art. This is, even if you right. think it's bad, even if you think it's, you know, lazy, like this is their just throwing art at the wall, you know, make good art, just like coming straight from that creative part in their brain. Was the creative part in their brain working properly that day? I think for the most part, uh, it's a great <laughs> song. Uh, I wouldn't 
rate it above a lot of the songs on the wiki that people are rating it above, but still a good one. Right. Yeah. Where's it sitting? It's just below the halfway mark. It's at 484 out of 910. And it's like above great songs like Fane Amnesia. It's like right below figure eight, which is amazing. I like figure eight several well, steps above happy. Uh, yeah. Once you get down that deep, people hate the you have songs. to look at how many votes there yeah. are. Only 15 people have even ranked happy at yeah. all. And 15 people gave it an average rating of 8.13. Yeah. Now, not to spoil my score, but happy is not above an eight. Oh, it is not. I will just say that right now. (laughs) Yeah, and you picked it. I mean, it is one of those that it kind of comes from the same brain space as stuff that did make the Pink album. Stuff like, to me, it's most similar to Boat of Car. I would agree. Because the beep, boop, bop, boop, beep, boop, bops make me think of... Borderline annoying too. Like sometimes that that part of the song goes on a little too long. You're like, I wish it was one bar shorter. Like, I feel that. Well, do you like Adam and uh, me and Adam and his package? Do you like our cover of it that we speed it up so much it goes quicker? I'm pretty sure I did. I mean, I love Adam and his package. Daddy will sing bass. And to me, like my voice can't go as low as Johnny Cash. So I did Daddy will sing bass. I can, well, I can get the note, but it doesn't sound as full. So then I took the like fucking Satan vocal effect and just like pitched it down. And I blended them. That was fun. But like Boat of Car, it almost sounds like random pitch generator. And like I've done so many composition classes in, in, in college and 20th century music, we actually 20th century composition. We actually did, um, some random pitch stuff where you'd pick a scale. And I think we did like a whole tone scale, which sounds fucked up as it is. No half steps. Like it sounds really bizarre. Well, okay. Let me play a whole tone scale. The easiest one. Let's see. Well, I'll do a, a whole tone scale and C. So like a C scale, I mean, you got the major, obviously. Then you got the minor. So switching where the half steps are is what makes it major or minor. Gives it that feel. Now, if we take away the half steps completely and do all whole steps, (laughs) listen to how fucked up it sounds. Let me make sure I play it right. Because it goes against everything I know. Okay, let's see. Yeah, so it's C, D, E. Then you got to go to F sharp to get that whole step. So F sharp, G sharp, A sharp, C. And that's only seven, so then technically you could go to D. So, like, it doesn't work out in the same way for the same number of pitches because you're taking away the half step, so you get there quicker. You get to the octave one note quicker. <laughs> it's very bizarre. And what we did was we put basically each note of the scale in a hat, oh. pulled them out and laid them down, and we're like, that's the order of our notes. Oh and then we wrote a song. And I think we could decide on the rhythm. We may have done one where we drew rhythms out of a hat, too. You just drew like you know a quarter note, maybe two eighths, maybe an eighth note triplet, maybe you know four sixteenth notes, and you draw those out, and then like you have the notes and you have the rhythms that you're going to do, and then you write a song using those parameters, which is really fun, but makes for some fucked up sounding songs. And we would perform our songs after we wrote them, but it would just be the people that were in the class. And I went to a a pretty small school. So like trombone was my scholarship instrument. My friend Jake was playing bassoon. You know, we had a French horn, an English horn, an oboe, um, and choir people would have been in that too. So it was just like the weirdest mishmash of instruments and playing a song in a whole tone scale. Again, you grow up playing mostly major and minor and sometimes other modes, but playing trombone and playing a scale like that, like your ear, like as you're playing this succession of notes, your ears just like, no, no, that's wrong. That's wrong. And like in your brain, you're like second guessing. You're like, no, that can't be right. That can't be right. You're like, that's what it says on the page, but that can't be right. Your brain's trying to put it into a key signature that you're familiar with. Uh, so boat of car, as well as happy, just like the people, like this just makes it seem like it's random. And that's like a very performance art, very like Yoko Ono type of thing to do, where it's just like, you don't care if people are going to like this song. You don't care. You know, 
you like being weird and maybe you're trying to get a reaction out of the crowd. That can be fun too. Yeah. So Happy only has a live version. Usually this is the portion of the show where it's like, let's play a live version. There's no version to play other than the TMBG Unlimited. Yeah. And that's live, apparently, right? I mean, or is that... It it sounds kind of live. I always thought it was a -a dial-a-song. But then the trivia says, this song exists as a live recording from 1985. That means it only exists as a live recording from 1985, right? That's how I would interpret it. Should we... um, Get to the cover section then? Yeah, you're just like, you're, you're teasing the <laughs> listeners here, even calling it that. It's the, we're going to skip I... this section. <laughs> well, should I attempt what I oh, mentioned I to you before? I would love a happy attempt by our very own Greg Simpson. So, well, I'd like you to assist me uh-huh. in some of the bleeps and bloops. So here's what I'm going to do. First of all, what instruments should i use so this will be okay we're, we're basically pausing the show i'm not going to pause the recordings um we could do i was thinking the stylophone is the most appropriate instrument for this song but i would really love to use that but mine died oh. i think i left batteries in there too long and they corroded and i'm gonna put in new batteries i'm gonna be able to fix uh-huh. it but what i do have i do have some tiny funny keyboards you trying yeah. to get that little chime? <laughs> That's called marimba. <laughs> what what part okay. should I struggle through vocally? All right. Um. Let's see. Let me get the lyrics up in front of yeah. me too. So I've got what I got here. Well, I also just borrowed this piccolo snare that has. It's a 10-inch snare. Snares are usually 14-inch, and it's very shallow. That should be perfect. I'm trying to record some some Questlove-style drums, and I've got my regular 14-inch snare here, and I've got some bundles, or rods as we call them, um, that are a little softer. I've also got a floor tom, but I think just doing something kind of rinky-dinky would be good. So let's see. If I put... What's the best way to do this? I kind of drum with one hand. Let's see. How can I do this? Or you could be the one to sing it. I would rather be the one to sing it if I had to do anything. I'm a little scared of what yes. it'll sound like if I sing it, but Jesus, I'm more scared of what it sounds like if I just try to like vocal piano. Are you ready? <laughs> okay. One, two, three, go. I was pretty happy with that, and I think I think that'll be. If plenty. you want to do another one, I'm sure yeah, that I one's good. Yeah, like, I, it's not like my singing is going to get any better or more accurate. Like, it's very <laughs> in the spirit. Yeah, that was wild. <laughs> Linnell must have had multiple keyboards, or like, do you think the little does it sound the exact same every time? Yes. Because I think it might be sampled. It sounds like a sample. That was my interpretation from the start. Like they had a sequencer. I think 
yeah, sequencers existed at that time, um, where he's playing the bum, 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 like all that stuff. And then the sequencer had the drum machine, but then he could also reach over and just go boop, and it would go without him actually playing a bunch of keys because the other keyboard part doesn't stop. Yeah. And it still sounds like he's going two hands over here and just boop, like we'll just hit that to, to trigger it. That would be my guess. So uh, that was the only cover in existence, as far as I can tell. By Greg and Becca. We, we did it. <laughs> we did it. Yes. And this will definitely go on the Miscellaneous Trash uh, compilation album on the Bandcamp. I'll, I'll pull it out of this episode to put it on there as soon as this Excellent. airs. Excellent. I consent. <laughs> I'm up for airing my mistakes and putting them up for people to hear them over and over again because I think that's part of the charm. And it goes along with They Might Be Giant's spirit of just like, let's just try it. You know, if people don't like it, who cares? And it's kind of like the spirit of this song. So, high five! High five! Good job. Internet. <laughs> yes. So we are at that point in the episode when we need to score this song. Oh, we're not going to do an interpretation of this first. incredibly deep song. <laughs> Oh, yeah. You know, that's true. We should have actually that should have happened earlier. I was getting ahead of myself so anxious to do this awesome cover. Um, so, yeah, I, you know, if if I'm feeling up for uh, editing it like it should be, I'll put this back where it was after we talked about the musical elements. I was just so excited to play it um, and, and, and to reveal that we were doing a cover. So. I was jogging down my road when a car pulled by, and inside, this ugly man told me to get inside. So, what do you make of these these lyrics? Just, that's just the first. Uh, sure. Well, it's like one long line. Yeah. Sure. You don't want me to go line by line, just the whole thing, because I'm. Oh, happy what, to do well, the whole whatever, thing. whatever you want. Yeah, if no, you got I, overall it's, feels it's and not go really through a line it by line as song. much. <laughs> It's right. A as much as you got to 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 interpret, because even the interpretations tab on the wiki, the only thing Vovat said, I find it somewhat amusing that the narrator becomes an independent thinker at the advice of a guy who tells him, quote, exactly what to do. And that's so it. That's, that's the only interpretation we that's got. That's the interpretation. I, I very much agree with whoever that person was, Bojack Horseman or whatever. And um, Vovat. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and. Uh, yeah, it's just, I think of it as an impressionable young man is walking down the street. Some dude tells him what to do and he does exactly what he tells him to do. And that's not a very independent thing to do, but now he's independent. (laughs) And then completely separate from that, I also wrote down a little note. I don't want to like link it too heavily, but, um, I found it very interesting. You'll notice in the lyrics the ugly man in the car says the independent thinkers are the only ones who survive and then you get to the later later and he's uh, not later it's like literally the next two lines he has taken the advice and he declares himself happy and i find that interesting because the only thing that was pitched to him as like the benefit of this lifestyle was like surviving and he finds that he's happy and that slightly reminds me of how like when I started my transition all I was really thinking about was like surviving because I was feeling very dead Mm. and like I wouldn't be able to survive much longer if I didn't have access to this so uh you know at first it was like god I gotta survive because the other alternative is to die (laughs) and now I am much happier in my transition and in my life specifically um than I've ever been ever thought was possible like it blows my mind that like i can be this happy consistently uh never thought possible and so so that's that's the trans connection here i do not at all at all want to make it sound like people are being like influenced to become trans in cars with ugly people (laughs) it is not that's not the trans experience but thinking all you're gonna get is gonna survive and then getting much more happiness than expected is my trans experience this is the yeah it's the the guy might be ugly, I, you know, but, you know, maybe he, you know, he, he's, he's being self-deprecating. He's like, yeah, I'm some ugly dude, but I got this car that can, you know, help you become who yeah, you really are. Yeah, it's presumably a nice car. You don't <laughs> hop into someone's, like, beat-up Honda Civic. To me, it's a limo, Definitely. right? Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. You got, you got a little room there to stretch out and, you know, become your, your true self. Yes. To become an independent <laughs> thinker upon the advice of someone. <laughs> 
All right. Upon the advice of, of Flans. Uh, you know, I don't, you know, in 1985, based on the songs they had written so far, I mean, I would say that the Johns have always, they've always been liberal dudes. They've always been artists. And I'm guessing in the 80s, they probably had a lot of friends in the LGBTQ community. They probably had a lot of, I mean, hell, the AIDS epi- epidemic. Yeah in New York City in the 80s was just like insane and just so much tragedy there. I'm sure they knew. I don't know if I I mean, I'm sure someone might be able to tell me some specific story about Flans or Linnell talking about a friend who may have passed from AIDS because that was not an uncommon experience for big city dwellers of the East Coast, especially uh, in the 80s. Well, I mean, any big city, really. But New York City was especially known for... uh, that um the yeah so jogging down the road it's someone who i mean not me but some people say that exercise and jogging can make them happy to me that makes me miserable but you know some people jogging you know he's trying to get happy to me that's like he's trying to get happy he's improving his his outer appearance maybe it improves your mood allegedly if i ever exercised i would know that Right, that's what I'm talking about. Allegedly, you know, it makes endorphins fire in your brain. Not for me. It just makes the, ouch, 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 the whole time. Uh, so, yeah, and then some rich dude in a limo comes up and, you know, he's ugly, but, like, you know, seems nice, whatever, enough to go inside. And, you know, uh, maybe the jogging and the exercising, I'm, I'm being hard on myself. Like, you need to lose weight. Uh, you know, maybe, maybe, you know, people that are told to lose weight for their health, Sure, but people that are trying to lose weight just for image or, you know. Or they've got a lot of friends who are like, huh, geez, do you think you want to eat that? Or, geez, you put on weight. I love those friends as if you're you're not aware of it yourself. But, yeah, so gets inside and uh, you must be independent. That is pretty funny of Vovat saying you must be independent. That's a very They Might Be Giants line to have that kind of contradiction or like, or actually ironic, like that irony just like baked into just this one line. He said, I must be independent. Uh, Independent thinkers are the only ones who survive. And now I'm independent. Easy enough. It's such a short song. It's just like, boom, like that. Hey, I'm happy. But it's funny because the song does not sound no, happy. Like not the song at all. is in F minor. It sounds terrible. It looks like it's it's meant to make you miserable and like dissociating. So it's in that way also the contradiction, like how um yeah. when will you die? Amazing, upbeat, poppy song, amazing lyrics. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Usually they go the opposite I don't way. I love it. A poppy song with uh-huh. depressing lyrics. This is a depressing sounding song happy with happy lyrics. It's literally called happy. So there, that's, they, they don't go this that's direction. That's why I picked much. it. Yeah. It's, they might be giants on its head. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. Now you want to score the song? Absolutely. I, I think All right. a happy is a strange song. God knows why anyone rates it anything they rate it. I think if I'm following your rule of having to rate every single song, which I sort of follow along with, I I rate all the songs in my head when you guys are rating it. So this is like a 6.5. 6.5. Okay. Yeah. um, I would not put it on a playlist. It is a mood. I would put it on like a, the residence playlist or I haven't listened to them a lot since, but I guess if I ever feel like shit, I don't know if you participated in on Twitter when, did you chime in when, this was like, uh, let's see, I, w- I had recorded the Unearth My Nina episode. It hadn't come out yet, but I'd recorded it, and me and my guest, uh, Steve Pence, were trying to figure out what the weirdest They Might Be Giant songs were. In, in, a, in hundreds of weird songs, how Unearth My Nina has to be one of the weirdest. Yeah. And so I put it out there to Twitter what are your top five weirdest They Might Be Giant songs? Like, what are the weirdest ones? And I guess I might have cla- uh, been like, well, the weirdest ones that you like or something. No, I might have just said weirdest. So it's coming back with stuff like Bread Hair, which is another, That's like, dial-a-song-only thing, right? Really weird. Um, I can't remember if anyone said happy because it's, like, that deep of a cut. I don't know if any... I'd have to go back and look. I don't think I so. Actually, I, I think I... Yeah. I almost introduced it to you. You were like, oh, man, I forgot about that. Didn't even have TMBG yeah. Unlimited on my spreadsheet. And I feel so bad for making you add another 30 tracks to your 900-something. Uh, but I appreciate... It wouldn't have been that hard. That but up. the fact that TMBG Unlimited included so many 
demos of songs that were about to come out or were already released. Yeah. So like I had to go through and fig- figure out the ones. I mean, oh, I was yeah. literally looking at TMBW, uh, searching every song title, like just to make sure it wasn't, or like searching my spreadsheet. Be like, is this song somewhere else on the, this huge spreadsheet? Yeah. Scrolling through, you'd miss it. You got to do the, you know, yeah. do that command F. Uh, I'm trying to see. So John Leonard, I actually paid him. I gave him, I think, 20 bucks to go through that the string of tweets and put together the full list of the weirdest songs. Let's see. Where is it? Okay. So now I can actually verify if Happy was on there. Okay. So. Mm, if it is, I take credit for it. That sounds like something I would chime in on Twitter to be like, look at me. I'm yeah. so unique. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, let's see. See, there were just so many that got only one vote because people would be like, what's the weirdest one I can think yeah. of? The Mexican Drill, right? Oh, that <laughs> or, was uh, an interesting one. I, yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's a weird one. I have to play that. Then there are ones that were people were like, here's a popular one that's weird. Spider got five votes. Fingertips oh, yeah. got three. Mr. Claw, three. Minimum wage, three. Um, hearing aid. Love hearing aid. Even songs like Turtle Sounds of North America got two votes somehow. Oh. Uh, Exquisite Dead Guy, too. Um, but I do not see Happy. Wow, Exquisite Dead Guy is a weird song. That's a bop. Let's see, Exquisite Dead Guy. That intro. Wait, did I say Exquisite Dead Guy? I said Spider Fingertips, Mr. Claw, Minimum Wage. Did I say Exquisite Dead Guy? I don't see it, actually. I don't think Exquisite Dead Guy's on there. But one thing that's weird about that, and I haven't done that episode yet, is the harmonies do, like, minor seconds and major seconds, which are harmonies, vocal harmonies, you don't hear a whole lot uh, anywhere, let alone the American Giants. So, happy, so obscure, but if it were on Spotify, I would put it on that playlist, because... If you find me Facebook, I know you're not on Facebook, but I think if you search my name, it'll come up with my profile as a listener. Um, and you can find all the playlists I've made. And I've so many, like there's two Gay Might by Giants <laughs> playlists um, with the songs they picked so that everyone could listen to them. I don't know if there's Miscellaneous Trans one on there. We, we'll probably do that for this third one. Pick our songs. Yeah, because at that point it'll be about a dozen songs or so. Yeah, yeah. If we have, you know, we, we might have five people on the round table, I don't pick any of the songs for those ones. So it'd be 10, maybe 10 songs we talk about. We can make a playlist, but there is one called the weirdest TMBG. And someone commented, they're like, they retweeted my link to it and said, who else can come up with a playlist for their favorite band? That is the weirdest songs by blank band and is two hours long. Yeah. Or whatever. Cause it was a long yeah. playlist. <laughs> yeah. I basically put everything that anyone replied to onto that playlist. So what am I giving this? So you said 6.5. I think, I mean, that sounds about right. I think I might need to go a little bit lower just because I, you know, I, I, it's not a well thought out song. That's part of the fun of it, but there's a reason it didn't make the pink elm. There's a reason they didn't play it live a whole lot. Maybe only once. I don't know. The wiki's kind of confused there. Um, I think it might be finding happy as in like happy birthday. They've played a few times. Oh, yeah. um, uh, let's see. I think. I mean, like the joke I'm gonna gets go old. F- I, I, I'm going to go five. A five? Nice. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to go five. Um, yeah. I think that's, that's about right. Uh, you know, as of like you reminding me that it existed, probably the first time I heard it, I was like, well, that's kind of fun, but that's weird. I'll never listen to it again. You know, <laughs> maybe not that far, but like you, you've, basically making me listen to it again i was like it's still really fucking weird but okay okay it's intriguing it's intriguing would be how i would say it. but it's after funny. you went through the lyrics yeah you went through the lyrics i kind of worked through into my head we talked about just the artiness of it being so fun we did a cover i think that lifted it from probably a four to a five oh, so i think five is pretty generous for that actually for a song that they deemed not good enough for an album let alone their demo tape <laughs> well thank you for humoring yeah. me on my shitty song <laughs> no 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 i love talking about i mean think about how weird it would have been uh going so i, I try to like my guests pick the songs but i try to record them in an order where i'm not doing a bunch of flood songs in a row i'm not yeah. doing a bunch of hits in a row but I'm also not doing a bunch of weird songs in a row. I try to schedule them and I look through who's available, who hasn't been on in a while. I try to have a good mix of, you know, not just a bunch of like when I look back and I'm like, 
every guest in that month was just a white dude. And I'm like, okay, let's try not to do that anymore. Um, and I try my best for diversity in the guests. And I feel like I'm, you know, I mean, I would like the people, I would like to think people at least notice that I'm working hard to do that. Uh, you know, whether or not I'm succeeding, you know, they are a very white band for one. That's been the hardest. Um, but anyway, I digress. I think, uh, you know, it would have been weird if I was just like, like, I mean, I started off with end of the tour, a favorite, but I've got a fang is episode number two. People were like, what are you doing? Like, no, that's I'm, like, I'm going to do all the songs. I was glad that yeah, was number is. two. That was a really good one. That was my jam for like a month at one time. Me and Steve in college, like that mink car was so important to me in college. And me and Steve just like quoting that song endlessly, like the, <laughs> Just saying, like, even, like, if you got a new girlfriend or whatever, like, just saying, like, well. I went to meet her like, mom. Well, her head exploded right. like an atom bomb. All atom bomb. Like, <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, atom bomb. Yeah. I'm going to meet my my girl, my new girlfriend's parents today. Uh, yeah. yeah <laughs> like, just stuff like that. I mean, I met Cara less than a year after Mint Car came out. But Steve, you know, Steve went through a few ladies since after that came out and just, like, quoting stuff like that and, like. I, you know, I hope they don't notice my fang or whatever. Like it was just such a big song, but then like doing Dr. Worm, but then I think alienations and Istanbul. So I was trying to, even from the start, make it a good mix of like the hits and not use up all the hits at once. I could have gone like episode one birdhouse episode two, Dr. Worm episode three, you know, uh, particle man, you know, and I did do a lot of those early and kind of regretted. I never imagined doing a live episode. So like I kind of regret it, like oh, I could have done a live episode for Anna Ng, and Kara is trying to convince me that I should just do another episode and be like more on Anna Ng and do a live episode. Well, everyone would we'll listen see. to it, of course. Of course, people would listen to it. People would enjoy it. I don't see why not. Uh, and um, but the the two live episodes that will definitely happen, I'm talking about trying to do one in Cleveland, maybe with my best midwestern co-host who has signed up for particle man to do a roundtable live episode at the grog shop the best punk venue in cleveland that's uh hasn't has nothing's been worked out yet but that's plan. and then uh put your hand inside the puppet head has been reserved as a live episode for a long time haven't let anyone put their name on that one yet so we'll see maybe another chicago one uh we shall see i don't know if we'll make it far enough to boston but it would be a cool excuse to see my sister at some point so maybe <laughs> you could be on that one <laughs> so do you have anything you want to plug or do you want to tell people where to find you on Twitter or anything like that? Well, I just made my, uh, my musical debut as an adult with my first single. <laughs> so thank you everyone for listening to my first single and, yeah. uh, my Twitter, which is public. You can listen to or read my, my ramblings or expressing sapphic joy <laughs> at <laughs> Alesha's Vanguard. That's a reference to uh, a Magic the Gatherings uh, card. But okay, the name on no that is Becca Riley. And if you would like to follow me on Instagram, I'm likely, it's a private account, so I'm likely only to approve my fellow queers and trans folks. Um, but if it's obvious that you're like a really rad They Might Be Giants fan and not like, just some super private older dude with sunglasses and a baseball cap. Uh, you'll probably be fine because I don't approve those. They're usually chasers in my experience. So, Ugh. yeah. Chasers. I, I don't know exactly what that means from, from coming from uh, your perspective, but it, do, it doesn't sound good. It's not I a good thing. It, it would be, yeah, like yeah okay yeah <laughs> we'll just leave it at that let's not talk about those people um yeah so thanks everyone for listening you can find you know where to find this my people podcast one thing i never remind people of is we are part of the punk news network as well as best midwestern we have just released both episodes on illinois the history of music in illinois part one is old 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 all the way back to indigenous songs Part two is more new stuff, a lot of rock and punk focused. Uh, and our last episode for the State by State project is Nebraska. I don't think it will be out by the time this comes out. We move a lot slower, but uh, that will be fun because like Saddle Creek alone has produced so many good bands from Omaha. So um, go listen to that. And also uh, go, you know, I don't know, smash that subscribe Give us a review. Give the stars on uh, Apple Podcasts. Stuff like that. It helps us come up in searches and stuff like that. Leave me voicemails at 
Uh, give your thoughts. Um, I, yeah. And you know, fellow trans friends and uh, fellow, uh, other, you know, everyone, cis friends. What do you think of this song? Happy. Was this the first time you heard it? Leave me that voicemail. Again, that's 224-801-2930 or email. This might be a pod at Gmail. And I think that is plenty to say. Becca, thanks for being on your first real episode. It's been a long time coming. Thanks for being flexible also with uh, us pushing the date around a bunch and then the baby stuff. So thank you. Of course. Thank you so much, Greg. I forgot to plug my Instagram. It's Sapphire Becca of Pure Love. Uh, thank you, everyone, for oh, listening. Man. I love you all. Can't wait to be on Miscellaneous Trans Part 3. Yay!